This podcast replay is brought to you by KSDT CPA, one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Oh, good morning, boys and girls. It's a beautiful Friday. Polygon is exploding. Up to a dollar forty-seven. Oh yeah, baby! It's a it's a crypto morning. Yeah, and and listen, I I told you guys yesterday, right? Don't buy parabolic. Wait, there'll be consolidation. There'll be capitulation. And sure enough, it happened yesterday, and it went into the high twenty-threes. Now I think it's crossing back over to twenty-four thousand Bitcoin. I think it's going to go to twenty-five today. Maybe even 26 over the weekend. We shall see, baby. I am as bullish as it gets right now. But, uh, yeah, good stuff, man. As uh, We got uh, a beautiful Crypto Friday. Crypto's helping me get through this uh, week basketball and hockey season that we're going through. Although, Panthers won last night. They kicked the capital, the Crapitals' ass last night, 6-3. to three. That was good, dude. That was a good game last night. I, I enjoyed that. That was that one kind of made me feel. Okay, am I too much to? What, uh, how is it? And now is it? Now am I going? There we go. Okay. Hey, you know, you got this thing. Like I, I, I got to like. I'm sitting next to you pretty much already, and we've got like this big ass table. I'm supposed to be on the other side. Damn. All right. So here we go. So now we're set. We're kind of set. Tax season is here. There you go. I like it. I like it. Scan now, baby. Scan it. Eugenio and Allen put that one together and sent it over to me. There you go. Good. I like it. I like it. We need it. So there you go. If you got to do your taxes, uh, I know we're doing our our personal and business taxes, you know, because we, we got a business here on the big O radio show. And so KSDT is handling our, our business and our personal taxes and crypto. Although uh, crypto is going to help me a lot this year in taxes. It, no, no, it's going to help me because I, I, I took... Did it hurt you at I, all last year? Yeah, yeah. I took a, I took a, but I took a real beating here in 2022 mm-hmm. because all I did was buy and hodl all year. And then you have the services that you pay, you know... Two percent, three percent—that's your losses right there. I didn't lose, as in selling. Didn't sell off. Yeah, I didn't remember. You don't make or lose mm-hmm. until you actually sell. So I hodled only. I I only hodl, and so but but throughout the year, as you hodl, you're losing money because you're paying a service fee. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that that'll help me in my taxes taking taking a beating. Now maybe in a year and a half from now, hopefully I'm taking profits. Uh, then gotcha. Okay. Then the government will be collecting from my no, ass. I wasn't even, I'm thinking 23, not 20. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was like. Uh, yeah, yeah, because the last 14 months has been, 15 yeah. months has been like a bear market. And now we're kind of getting, now we're coming out of it. I'm pretty sure we're coming out of it now. Uh, a lot earlier than I expected. I thought it was going to be the second half of this year. And so it's just crazy stuff, man. Anyway. Ray Sosa says, credit to you, Big O, for finding stuff to talk about these days outside of Vic coming to Miami. There's nothing to talk about. The Heat and Panthers have been so mediocre, hard to watch, and hard to get you to get excited about them and talk about them and all that stuff. You know what I mean? That's why I haven't even brought on, you know, we had Dork on for the first time this season, and I haven't even brought on George yet. Uh, and I'm sure I will eventually as we get closer, hopefully, to the playoffs that we're there. But it's just like, what am I going to do? Call him. Like, what did I do yesterday to David? I just beat up the Panthers uh, for David. And that's kind of that's all you can do right now. There's nothing to praise. There's nothing to praise about the heat either. You know, it's it's tough, man. It's not a it's not an easy time uh, to do a sports talk show. But hey, man, we'll get through it. We'll, we'll talk sports. We'll talk life. We'll talk crypto. We'll talk music. You know, we'll get we'll get through it all. And I'm I'm starting to think that I got to start doing a crypto show at least three, four times a week now. Starting to think about that instead of just, you know, tomorrow at one o'clock will be our crypto show. Uh, Saturdays at one, I'm trying to do. But I, I'm, I'm starting to think that we we need to start doing a, a daily show most and and, uh, you know, a short one, 20 minutes, half hour, something like that. Although knowing me, I can just keep rattling and talking and, and 
before I know it, it's a two-hour uh, show. And like, oh, wow. You know? Like this, this Saturday, this past Saturday, I, I did a show. It was 47 minutes long. I was like, holy crap. I talked for 40. I didn't even realize that it was actually uh, the, you know, the, uh, that long. Nelson says, Orlando, the other day you were saying how Fangio helped the Eagles really didn't accomplish much. Well, he helped the offense. The offense scored 35 points. The most KC had scored. Uh, well, they scored 11 in the second half, my brother. When it counted. I'm just saying. You know, that's, uh, it, it's kind of like uh, the Chargers with Herbert. They scored 30-something. Yeah, well, they scored three in the second half. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it depends on how you want to look at it, you know. You, you got to turn it on see... The, the, the Chiefs had a bad first half, and then they turned it on in the second half. Offensively and defensively. Okay? And they still didn't get a sack. So, I don't know. Fangio didn't help them in getting any sacks. It would have helped if they could actually pressure Mahomes. And I know they said that he was there to help also the offense, but, I mean, I saw the interview with the defensive coordinator praising, you know, the help he gets from Fangio. So... I don't know. Spin however you want. I'm, I'm going to look at 11 points in the second half. When they needed you to score points, you didn't score points. And, you know, so that's uh, – we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one, Nelson. Uh, let's see. Don't overdo it, Oh, Got to keep that voice going, sir. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I think the crypto thing, I think it's a show that can grow a lot. I think we can grow a lot and – um, one of the reasons why I'm also, you know, in a, in a way, it's kind of like sports. We get too much FUD in sports. We get too many people talking crap in sports that don't know what the hell they're talking about, and then they throw irresponsible things out there. And so usually I kind of find myself having to correct all that crap out there and bring you guys off the ledge, Okay whether it's Fangio or, oh, my God, we got a, a um, like some guy told me, you know, a week ago or a week and a half, oh, they've, you know, once these guys start negotiating new deals, two is going to want a new deal. They better hurry up and tag him. I'm like, yo, relax, dude. I don't know where you're listening to this crap from, but they don't need to tag. They don't need to rush anything. Two has zero leverage. Hertz has leverage. Burrow has leverage. Tua has no leverage. Relax. That, these are the, the, the FUD things that we got. The Lamar Jackson crap. You know, they would never, they're not even thinking about Lamar Jackson. Even if they had the draft capital to trade, they'd be using it to improve the team. But you would have others tell you, well, no, they can't think of Lamar because they don't have the, the ammo. No, dude, they don't think Lamar because they don't want Lamar but you want to spread FUD. And so in a way, I, I want to do that with crypto because there's a lot of FUD, right? I get some of you out there, and, and listen, you're stupid on crypto because you listen to stupid people, and then you repeat it. It's not your fault. Your ignorance is not your fault. You know what I mean? It's like, well, oh, there's something wrong with crypto. No, dude, there's nothing wrong with crypto. FTX has nothing to do with crypto. Celsius has nothing to do with crypto. Three Arrows Capital has nothing to do with crypto. These are exchanges and DeFi platforms. Crypto is fine. Nothing's wrong with Matic. Nothing's wrong with Bitcoin. Nothing's wrong with Cardano. They didn't split Ethereum. They, you know, None of this crap that happens in the real financial world and all the FUD that they do, you know what I'm saying? That that's the kind of no. And that that to me, that's what I need to do. I need to bring in a little bit of, you know, logic to all of this and balance. So when those of you out and I get it, listen, those of you that don't follow crypto, don't know anything about it, you still listen to some idiot on MSNBC because you think he's on MSNBC and I'm some schmuck on a platform. So you think I don't know. And just because it says MSNBC, you think that that person knows which it's not true, but whatever, that's fine. You know, but I try to explain it to people, right? And, and so I think for football and for basketball or for baseball or for sports period in general here, 
in town, I try to keep it a little more level-headed than most. And yeah, I'm critical, but if I'm critical, it's because you probably deserve it. And, and I make a case and I show you why and I tell you why. But I don't do stuff just to throw it out there to create FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, for those of you that don't know what FUD means. And, and you do it in sports. It happens in crypto. So for me, that's why I want to do this. You know, so that's the reason why I'm kind of getting a little bit more inspired to do maybe a little bit more, you know, on the crypto side on a daily basis because there's too much misinformation out there, okay? It's just too much. And it happens also in sports. It's too much because there's a 24-hour cycle. You got to fill space. And so you got to come up with BS. That's all. So that, that to me is the reason why I... I feel compelled to do it at times, but to a time, thank you, sir, for looking out for the voice. Appreciate that very much. That is very kind of you. Uh, let's see. Um, what else do we have? Eagles made no halftime adjustments. Seems like either way, bro. Uh, bottom line, KC turned it up in the second half and the Eagles didn't. And KC got it done. And that's why they won the championship. And the Eagles did not. Mike Tomlinson says, uh, morning, oh, could you see moving Brandon Jones to a linebacker safety hybrid because his speed, solid, and he's a good tackler? Um, I don't think so. I don't think he's big enough to put him at linebacker. And especially if you're going 3-4, your backers got to be pretty big, big, bigger players because they've got to carry more of the load uh, than normal linebackers. So, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. Either he conforms and can play this kind of safety that, that he needs, or he might be in a rotation type of uh, deal. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Eagles did what they always do best in the Super Bowl. Choke! Jamie says, Big O, the way I see Fangio's uh, deal with the Eagles is like with Greer. He was there to help, but at the end of the day, he didn't call the shots. Same logic. I agree. Makes sense. He, didn't, he wasn't calling the defense. You're right about that. But whatever it was, their scheme wasn't good enough to get to, uh, to Mahomes, which was super impressive, the way they, uh, they, they were able to keep him, um, you know, uh, bottled up and, and safe. Uh, Ray says, let's see if Ira still says if we should trust in the, cor in the corpse of Duncan Robinson as our additions after the deadline. <laughs> No, no, no. Now we're writing about Kevin Love coming to the Heat. Yeah. Yeah, man. I got to get inspired for Kevin Love and, and, and Duncan Robinson and Omar Yurt Saven. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a load of shit, bro. It really is. It's just a load of shit. That's the, that's the only way I can describe the heat season this year. A load of shit. That's all it is. Not a very good team. Mediocre. Very poorly constructed. So poorly constructed, it's not even funny. You know, you don't see what's happening in front of you. You know, life is changing. Life changed already. It's a three-point game, and you keep giving Spo two-point players. It's, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, 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 I think Spo is an angel, man. Uh, I'm serious. I, I just think that that guy has to put up with a lot of mediocre decisions above him, and it, it just doesn't put him in, in a favorable position as a coach, and he has to overcome a whole bunch of crap. And can you imagine now? Some of you are, like, inspired. Yo, let's – yeah, no, let's bring in Russell Westbrook, and it's – Spo just like ordered another case of KO pectate for the next week. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be on his coach's jacket. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. KO pectate timeout. You know, that's, a, that's a, you're going to see it soon on the, on the heat broadcast, the KO pectate timeout. When Spo goes in for the press conference, there's no waters or anything. It's just K.O. Pectate right there, bro. You know, he's talking to you and he's sipping. You know, he's sipping on K.O. Pectate. Speaking of that, by the way. 
not kale pectate, but I'm taking this stuff that's way worse than anything you've ever had in your life. And so I, I, I got this thing that's full of these herbs and all kinds of stuff. And, and I'm drinking it for my prostate, okay? This is like maybe a little too much information for all of you out there. Uh, but just so you know, this segment will go up on YouTube as a rant, okay? Okay, no, but I'm just telling you. I, I, I got to get the name for you, and, the, and I'll show it to you. Uh, first of all, I, I, I'll, I'll show it to you if it works. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to warn you ahead of time to tell you, don't take this. And, and I'm taking it every day. You got to take like these uh, one whole vial twice. And it tastes like absolute ass, okay? Elephant ass. I've never had elephant ass, but I think I'm, I'm having it now every night or every morning, okay? And supposedly it's supposed to clear you up and, you know, apparently, you know, whatever, you know, so that way you uh, don't go to the bathroom 87 times a night, you know, that kind of way. Because I don't want to take any more drugs. You know, I do enough with the, with the heart stuff and the high blood pressure and all that. And so uh, I'm trying this thing because it's all natural. But, dude, it's made of all these types of herbs and crap that it's all natural. But, oh, my God, it tastes terrible. Wow, it tastes terrible. I'm just hoping it works, so we'll see. I'll give it a, a, a month or two, and then I'll, I'll give you the update. I'll show you the bottle, just in case if you ever see the commercial, don't order it. Or if you see the commercial, order it, actually. I, I should call it. If it works, I'm going to call them and tell them, hey, you guys should be a sponsor on the show because this shit works. So, so far, not yet. It's only been a few days that I've been using it, so I can't really, you know judging it's not fair to them not fair to me but oh my god oh i am suffering every morning i do not look forward to doing that that stuff every morning oh my god terrible uh slow news day we are talking about big o's prostate yeah it is it is it's a slow news day can you say big o the front office has set spo to fail this year no 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 not fail um spo never fails in my book let me just let me just put that out there. Spo is by far one of the three best coaches in the NBA, if not the best coach or second best coach or third best coach. I don't care. We're going to argue and split hairs or whatever. Um, Spo is the best thing that is happening in that franchise. Okay, and I love Riley. Love the Arison family. They have been weak for many years now. They have not produced the way they need to produce, and Spo saves their asses every year. So for me, if anybody has failed, it is Pat Riley and the Arison family and the front office. They have failed. They're the ones that make the stupid decisions of signing Hassan Whiteside and Dion Waiters knowing he needed surgery and drafting Shabazz Napier and Granger and Bob and this stupid-ass deal with, with, uh, with Lowry and giving Jimmy Butler an extension is ridiculous and the Duncan Robinson deal and just, you know, it, it, it's just one mistake after another and Dwayne Deadman, you got to give away a draft capital just to get rid of his bum ass. Um, it, it, it's just, it's beyond me what has happened here since the big three. Again, I'll repeat it over and over again. I'm not saying Riley should step down. I'm not saying the game has passed him by. I'm not saying the Arison family should sell. All I'm saying is they've done a piss poor job over the last eight, nine years. And they keep falling in love with their little projects that they develop, but they're not developing any stars. Okay? The street free agents that they're picking up, they're developing them into solid role players. They're not developing any stars, okay? You got to go get yourself a star, and you tied your money to Kyle Lowry. And the shelf life of Jimmy Butler is almost over, and you continue to screw it up next to Jimmy Butler. And you've screwed up his entire existence here, and yet you've almost got, you got to the finals once on the whole bubble thing, 
and then you've got almost to the finals last year, that's because you have Eric Spolstra, who maximizes the crap that you give him every single year. So to me, it's a matter of Riley in the front office and the Arison family turning it up and helping their coach, who's absolutely exceptional. Okay? He does what he possibly can with what he's given. He maximizes every young player you give him. He maximizes every team you give him. He makes you look better than what you really are. That's what's been going on here. Eric Spolstra makes Pat Riley and Mickey Arison over the last seven, eight, nine years look better than what they really have produced. Okay? We just got to call it like we see it. That's all. Maybe, you know, whatever. People are afraid to take shots at the Heat or whatever or Riley. And I get it. There's only one sports station left, and they're tied to the Heat. And they're probably a little nervous. You know what I'm saying? I, I've never been that guy, whether I was on a flagship station or I'm not. But the clear, clear problem is that the front office and the ownership group are not at the same level as the head coach. They are notches under, and they're not doing their job. They're doing a bad job. And yet Eric Spolstra covers up all their mistakes and makes them look better than what they really are. That's what's really going on. If we really want to talk about honesty and say what's going on with the Miami Heat, okay? Riley in the front office and the Arison family are not getting it done. And they're failing their head coach. That's what they're doing. And if he's dying to move to the front office, I don't blame him. At this point, I wouldn't want to work under these conditions where you have a, a, a general manager slash president who's still stuck in the 90s at times. And he stuck you with Whiteside thinking that the big man, big man, big man, big man, when that's not what we play in today's NBA. And then now he got you back to these old guys because he loves old rosters. And he now has gotten a little soft, and he listens to the players too much. He allowed LeBron to, you know, dictate some stuff, and it ruined it. And then he's allowed Jimmy Butler to dictate and bring in Kyle Lousy and ruin, ruin himself, by the way. Jimmy Butler screwed himself in the process. But that's what you get for listening to players. And Riley was never the guy listening to players. So there's a lot of things that I don't like that's going on with the Heat lately. And yet you're still getting results. But that's where we're getting, that's where the smoke and mirrors happen. And then you think it's better than what it really is when it's not. And that's because of Spo, not because of Riley and Arison, because of Spo. Spo is your saving grace right now. Riley and Arison are the detriment to Spo right now. They're not doing what's best for Spo. They're making it harder for Eric Spolstra by keeping Oladipo around, another terrible contract. A guy that can never stay healthy, and yet you continue to hang in there with the guy, and you gave him a two-year contract, and look how many games he continues to miss. And you're stuck with him for another season. Another absolutely terrible decision by the Miami Heat and Pat Riley. Uh, you know, and listen, bro, if we're going to give you credit for all the great stuff that goes on, which we do, then sit back and be a big boy and take the punishment. That's the beauty of the Heat, by the way. The Heat aren't going to get pissed off about this kind of stuff that I'm saying. They might, they might be a little frustrated that I'm saying it because I'm speaking the truth, but they know it's the truth. And Riley knows it's the truth. Riley knows he has screwed up several times over. He's got to know that the Duncan Robinson thing has turned out to be a disaster. You gave a guy a contract, and then you've killed his complete value because he can't play anymore. Uh, Dwayne Dedman 
you know, it became a serviceable contract. And then now you extended it and he got old on your ass. And then he's throwing massagers out onto the court and you got to now get rid of a draft pick just to get rid of him. And you're going to need a draft pick to get rid of Duncan. And, you know, it just, it just goes on and on and on and on and on and it doesn't end. And so one bad decision after another. And meanwhile, you got the chef in the kitchen in Spo making it look a lot better than what it really is. You know, that's kind of what it is. And unfortunately, that's the, that's the, brutal, that's the brutal reality that they're living in right now. A two-point team in a three-point world. You know, just not a good situation. But I give Spo all the credit in the world. You know? Only problem for Spo is, unlike Larinaga, who's got more control over what's coming in and out of that roster so he can coach it up and get the results, Spo may not have the same kind of control. And... He's got to live with what they give him. And, you know, the chef does wonders. You know, he's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's like a view to a kill. For you youngins, you may have not seen that bond, but there's a scene where Roger Moore is uh, hanging out with, uh, what's her name from that 70s show? She just passed away. The mother of uh, the redhead. Anyway, so she's uh, the Bond girl, and she's in her, in her pad, and he's there, and they got nothing in the fridge. And they got like a, a lemon and a, I don't know, a Coke, and, and he, you know, cooks a souffle. That's a Spo. That's Spo. Spo, like they give him like crappy ingredients, and he comes out with, Tanya you know, Tanya Roberts. That's it. That's her. Tanya Roberts. Yeah. So it's, uh, it really is amazing what that man has done with that roster, with all the rosters that he's had. That's how special that dude is. Uh, let's see. Karen says, as much as it sucks, Big O, I think you made the right choice trying to take a natural approach if it works. Some of the side effects of these medications are, yeah, no, exactly. That's why, uh, you know. Big O, Travis Wingfield has an exclusive with Fangio. Interesting watch. Well, I always check out Travis. Travis does an excellent job. Uh, there uh, for the MiamiDolphins.com. And uh, he is, uh, he, he's a really good dude, works his ass off, uh, gives you a, a different angle than most, uh, and super, super educated and informative. Uh, Travis Wingfield is a very well-prepared uh, young man and does an excellent job. I, uh, I always watch his stuff. Uh, when I get an opportunity, I definitely support Travis in a big time way. So, uh, oh, so do you believe that they should give Spo more control of the organization that, in the front office? Yes. 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 And yes, they should. And they should never listen to players ever again. That's what they should do. Tanya, uh, Tanya Roberts was a smoke show in her day. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Uh, the fact that the Heat are five games over 500 is a testament to Spoh's coaching. The front office hasn't done him any favors. No, you're right. Spoh's a stud, bro. He's a stud. He's, uh, he's my MVP. Every single year, he's my MVP. That guy is uh, one of the best chefs uh, you've ever seen. In fact, what, what's that dude's name? Uh, we have Frank Fiore. Guy, Guy, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Uh, Spo is the Guy Fieri of the NBA. Okay? Well, actually, no, he's not, because Guy Fieri really isn't a chef. Although he does cook, and he has sauces and stuff, but he's not really a chef. So let's say he's the Gordon Ramsay. He doesn't get on people. Okay, so, so, then, uh, so then what is I believe is that's it? what Spo might so need to do. he's the Wolfgang Puck of, of, okay. of, NBA, of, of NBA coaches. Okay? Right? Right? He's the Wolfgang Puck of NBA coaches. What? what? Ira gave me a thumbs up on that? Uh, oh, what happened to Ruthie? Uh, Ruthie is going to go on to bigger and better things. This is a shitty business. And, uh, and we all pay the price at one point or another. And it has nothing to do with Ruthie. 
She's phenomenal. She works super hard. She's super classy. Uh, she's a total pro. And somebody will be incredibly lucky to hire her in her next job. I wish her the best. It's just a shitty business, dude. It's just a shitty business. And I know because I've been a part of it for 30 years. I am super blessed that Sean and I can stand on our own and we don't need a company you know, next to us to back us. So I know most of us in this business don't have that luxury like I do, uh, but um, it's a terrible, terrible business. It just is, man. M Mama and daddies, don't let your babies grow up to be media, media folks because it's not a good business. All right, let's get to some business. Our Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report with the top chef of the South Florida Sun Sentinel, Ira Winderman. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Here's Ira Winderman. All righty, all righty, all righty. How you doing, Ira? You doing good? Doing good. Looking forward to the break, getting away a little for the weekend. I'll catch you next week's Acura Pembroke Pines report on Tuesday. Going to really sort of relish the chance the games have stopped, can take a breather here. But what a tough, tough spot. I mean, one loss in Brooklyn, and all of a sudden you're the number seven seed. You're in a play-in position. It's You know what? It's a very sobering break. But if it gets the heat to wake up and take notice, maybe not the worst thing ever. They are in a tough, dire situation. How do, you, how, do, how, do you wake, how do you wake up when you can't do what's necessary? You know, you're watching that game against the Nets. You're getting infuriated. And I'm just watching it, and I'm going, this is a team that's too deficient offensively. They just, the math does not work. You know what I mean? And I'm watching a Nets team that is depleted. You, they lost their two superstars. And yet they are running down that court, spreading the ball, and making sure they get themselves an open three. And they're making them. And then you watch the Miami Heat, and they have to battle and claw for two points every single time, and it just doesn't but, but work. That and and, and but then, that wasn't the Miami Heat. That was the shorthanded Heat without Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is their instant offense. Big O, I'll tell you right now. Without he, Tyler Hero, he's not available. The Heat go nowhere. No, Tyler I know, Hero but, but wait a minute, is, you, you make it sound like he's money every night, which that's not true. No, I make it sound as if you have to have your key elements. The Nets might have been depleted by the trades with Kyrie and Durant. On, in that game, they listed not a single player in the injury report. They had a full mix to work You have with. Bam and Butler, bro. That, and that's two. That's two in a three-team league. We know this. We know when the Heat were battling with those two, they always needed a third element. Yeah, yeah but not against the Nets eight. with no stars. You should still win that game, but you don't have enough around those guys. That's the problem. And then you were talking about, oh, well, we'll get Duncan Robinson. Two of seven. Air balls. Come on. Give me a break. Duncan I Robinson can't. Duncan Robinson cannot be counted on anymore. That was a stretch that he was in. He's completely been out of that for a long time now. And without consistent playing time, there's no way he ever gets back on track again. And he's so deficient in other areas that it also is a liability every time he's out there on the court. A playoff liability. One, you don't go anywhere without Tyler Hero. Two, in the regular season, Duncan Robinson can and I still think will help this team. The playoffs were a different game. Matter of fact, before I came on, you were talking about you can't trade twos for threes. I 1,000% agree with that during the regular season. But we have yet to see the three-point teams dominate the playoffs. Mike the Warriors won last team. year, man. Mike D'Antoni. Warriors are a great defensive team. Warriors. But they shoot the hell out of the three, too. Because that's so sexy, but they also have other elements of the game, including Draymond Green getting into the paint. You can't judge the heat to their hole. Without Tyler Hero, without Victor Oladipo, without what they wanted Kyle Lowry to be. So you're counting on an often problem. injured Tyler Hero to stay healthy, an often injured Oladipo to stay healthy. Come on, Ira. That's the other thing we got to, by the way, we have to mention Tyler Hero, injury prone, constantly injured, always has something. Dude can't play most of the games. And this is every season with Tyler Hero. 
constantly. He's not he's not he's not reliable. His body doesn't hold up all the time. Look, he breaks down all the time too. He's been working his body, but the one thing I will say is you have to have your primary players out there to get a read on who you are. I'm the first one to tell you, if you're not going to be healthy, that you're not going to go anyplace. I agree with that. The Miami Heat either have to find other options or get guys healthy to be who they are. But you know what? For all that Bam is, for all that Jimmy Butler is right now, that two-man game is not enough for the Miami Heat. Of course not. I a thousand percent agree with that, that you're going to need more, you're going to need health. And even in the playoffs last year, that ultimately was what sort of undid the Heat to a degree also when they didn't have all their players available. You have to be healthy. You have to be good to go. You have to be more available. But you know what? Even someone like Tyler Hero, for as much as you think he's missed a lot of games, right now he's missed 15. Yes, that's a lot. But if you can get him available for the second half of the season, that's what's going to matter. The Heat, in their best form, I think, are a playoff team. Yeah. The problem oh, is for they sure. go and you hit it right on yeah. the head. They never get to their best form. That's the problem. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't see. I don't know what their best form is anymore because they have no proof of anything that's their best form. This this group here has no proof. We've never seen anything with Lowry that makes it, you know, that he took it to another level for this team. We haven't seen any of their young guys stay on a consistent streak overall. They've only been streaky. They don't necessarily develop consistency. Bam like consistency. Jimmy like consistency when he's on the court, although Boy, the other night against the Nets, that wasn't necessarily the most inspiring effort by yeah. Jimmy. Regular season Jimmy Butler is a different animal, and that's unfortunate. And 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 I do agree with you on this, Big O. They have to get Jimmy to give up whatever word you want to use a little bit more about the remaining regular season games because he can say all he wants, he's going to turn it on. Keep this in mind, Big O. I heard that in your interview with him, and I'm like, he's, he's like putting it off like because you were telling him yes. – you were asking about, you know, like, you know, where you, are you concerned about, you know, where you're in a playing position, all that going down the stretch? And and he's very casual, like, oh, yeah, no, we'll turn it on. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Who are you? Uh, <laughs> how can you turn it on when you're not yeah. special at any level? So and, and here's the deal, Big O. Big O, here's the deal. If they do get in the play in, OK, maybe they advance to the play in, probably do. You're playing the number one or number two seed. I know. I say that you and I can both go on the record here. They're not beating Boston in a series. Nope. They're not beating Milwaukee in a series. And I'm nope. not sure, Big O, if they're competing with those teams in a series. But if you get to six or five and you're playing the Sixers, the Cavaliers, or the Nets, you're giving yourself a chance to salvage this season. So number seven, you're going to hear it again. Oh, all we have to do is win one of two home games or in the playoffs. But it's about more than that, Big O. It's about giving yourself a competitive chance. That game in, in Brooklyn was a blown and lost opportunity. I wholeheartedly agree about that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just. All right, so I guess now what we have to look forward to is the buyout because, I'm sorry, Kevin Love does nothing for me. Uh, the Russell Westbrook one, which it looks like he's already talking with the Clippers, but um, that one really did nothing to me because, uh, I again, I, I feel terrible for Spo. I just think he, I think he's a chef. I think he makes everything look better than what it really is. I think this front office and ownership group has made so many mistakes since the big three. And he makes it look, all every situation, he makes it look better than what it really is. I think Spo is a gift, dude. Uh, but you keep screwing him over and it's like, oh, R R Russell Westbrook, what, we're going to add another two-point shooter to this team? That doesn't make low, any sense. Low percentage two-point shooter. Yeah, exactly. I at least love, okay, he can shoot the, the three and he can help you with some rebounding. I get it. Doesn't necessarily get me excited. He's also injury prone, by the way. And, and again, I think that number seven seed kills them because if you're a player looking to go somewhere in the buyout market, you're looking to make a deep playoff run. That's right, yeah. You look at the heat, you're saying, hey, the regular season ends April 9th. By April 14th, they can be done. Yeah. So what are you doing? You're signing somewhere to give yourself one or two more games? No. If a Kevin Love can go to the Suns, he's going to have a deep playoff run. Whether he plays or not, another story. If a Russell Westbrook goes to the Clippers, he has a chance for a deep playoff run. That's why Terrence Ross decided he was going to sign. He was going to go to the Suns. 
That's why you have a situation where the Milwaukee Bucks were able to pick up a point guard in Reggie Jackson. The Denver Nuggets are going to have a deep playoff run. Even Dallas picking up a player and uh, Justin Holiday on the buy-up market. Again, you look at Dallas, they could go somewhere. You look at the Heat right now, and you're saying to yourself, hey, a loss to the Hawks and a loss to the Raptors, certainly possible, and they're done by, by, by April 14th. They're in a tough spot. Their top players who were projected have to play more to their pedigree. And, of course, we got the whole Kyle Lowry situation. Let me ask you something. Um, when does Spo get way more control of what goes on with that roster? He has a lot of control right now, Big O. It's in his contract. He has contractual control. I will say this. He has contractual control he, of the roster. Yes. I'm talking con- about, his, I'm talking about personnel, personnel decision. In his contract, he has personnel say in his contract, but... The biggest say is what Andy Ellisberg says works under the cap and the tax oh, yeah. and what the how the Arisons want to spend. Let's not kid ourselves. When you give Kyle Lowry a three-year, $85 million contract, Nick and Mickey Arison have to sign off. Same thing with Duncan at 5 and 90. They have to sign off. The ultimate control in a salary cap luxury tax world rests with the money makers, the money decision people. They signed off on those. And what's happened is in a salary cap world, once you get bitten, once you make the bad deal once, that carries over. Like you mentioned when, before the show started today, our segment on the Accurate Pembroke Pines Report. Now you've got to find a way to shed that money to get new money. And now when the Max Struess becomes a free agent, you say to yourself, do we want to do what we already did with Duncan or do we have to be more careful, even though it's apples and oranges? Same thing with Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent's your starting point guard now and possibly for the balance of the season. Oh, yeah. Well, when he becomes a free agent, do you say to yourself, hey, we still got another year of Kyle Lowry on the books for $30 million. We can't be affording to pay another point guard $10-plus million and, and load in all that money in a salary cap at $40 million to two guys. That's the problem. You wind up chasing your mistakes and getting hurt by them. Salary cap world's a lot different. This is Major League Baseball where the Yankees or the Mets say, okay, no, oh, yeah. we lost, okay, we lost the Grom. We'll just go sign another 42-year-old pitcher. We'll get Verlander. It's not that easy in the NBA. Everything has to work together. So, yes, Eric Spolstra has personnel say, but there's a lot of interlocking components. Yeah, and I almost feel like his personal say is he's still deferring to the front office and to the ownership group. And you know, you know what I'm saying? And to players. And to players. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and to players, needs, yes. Uh, Eric Spolstra needs Good a point. happy Jimmy Butler. If a happy Jimmy Butler wants Kyle Lowry, it's even tough for a Spo to say no and have to deal with Jimmy Butler. He's seen what other teams have, have done and, and have dealt with with an unhappy Jimmy Butler. This is a weird sport. It's only five men play at a time. If a player is one of your top five wants someone, you get someone. Look at Kevin Durant. He <laughs> wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. That didn't work out so well. Yeah, Look is, is Jimmy Butler Irving. still happy with, with Kyle Lowry on the team for real? Is he really right now, happy yeah. with that decision? Oh, no. Right now, from a basketball standpoint, he still loves Kyle, Kyle as the godfather of his daughter, as a friend. Sure. But there's a business, business size to this whole thing, and that's where it differs for Jimmy. That's the problem. The push-pull of getting players who they want. They did it for LeBron all the time. Worked out fine. Mike Miller, perfect condition. Birdman, Ray Allen, that worked out when you had great, great players. In this case, not so much. So, what you were saying in the crosstalk before of Acura Pembroke Pines report, I think is correct. You've got to listen a little less to your players, yes. but it's hard because you're in the locker room with your players for 82 games and for a bunch of practices and shoot arounds. And if they're not happy, this whole thing can go to crap in a hurry. Yeah, I know. But at least, well, you know, the good thing is that the Heat do have ammo now with Jimmy and say, Hey, bro, we did what you wanted, and it was a freaking disaster. Yes. Relax. We're going to do what we want Just and what like we think Lakers is. like the Lakers did with LeBron when they said, you wanted Russell Westbrook, and we wound up losing Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Montrell Harrell. That didn't work out either. That does humble a player. Now, whether Jimmy can be humbled because of who he is, we'll see that as well. All right. What, what do you got going on this weekend on the Sunset? And also, uh, folks can check it out. Couple of things. I, I posted today my Ask Iron. I think it's important that the Heat at number seven are not in a great place to chase buyout guys because they could be done before the playing round. Right now, I'm not so sure a lot of people around the league are looking at Miami and saying, hey, that's where I can reestablish my value. So I think that's an ongoing concern. And then I wrote a story, just posted at sunsentinel.com about there are so many moving parts for the Miami Heat in this All Star break they have to figure out. 
Is Kyle Lowry going to come back? Is he going to come back as a player? Is Victor Oladipo reliable, or is this ankle injury just the latest in a series of injury? What happens when Big Yurt gets back on the court? Can he play alongside Bam Adebayo? Is he purely the backup center? And because of that, do they let Orlando Robinson go? Do they let Jamari Bouye go because of the buyout market? So there's sort of six or seven guys in place right now that he'd have to make determinations before they resume practice next Thursday to sort of know what direction they're going. That's the thing, Big O. You hit right on the head. A quality playoff team on February 17th does not have this amount of questions. The Heat have way too many questions for a team getting ready for their final 23 games. So I examined those options as well. All right, there you go. And follow them on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Have a fantastic weekend, my friend. Enjoy the basketball. And we'll catch you on Tuesday with our next Acura Pembroke Pines report. Thanks, Big O. Happy weekend to everyone out there. You got it, baby. There you go. Ira Winderman getting it done for us like he always does all week long with our Acura Pembroke Pines Miami Heat and MBA report. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines Miami Heat and NBA report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, all right, all right. And see, now uh, this is what happens in this world, right? People don't pay attention. And then they go off and running in another direction, and then they talk a bunch of crap. Greater good. There you go. Blasphemy from the big O. I trust Riley still. This is the crap that was spoken about Shula. Wrong, because I lived it all. We were saying the game passed Shula by. He needs to retire. Did I say that at any point? Did I say the, the, the game passed Riley by? Did I say he needs to retire? No. That's all. But greater good, that's why you can't do my job, because you don't have the balls to actually say, Riley's doing a mediocre job. I'm not saying to fire him, never said it, never said to replace him. I'm just saying, you got to do a better job. He's done a shitty job lately. By his standards, a shitty job. Sure, by Orlando Magic standards, he's been absolutely phenomenal, because they have no success. But there's a different standard here. And so Riley has not done a good job. The Arison family has not done a good job. That's all. Pretty simple. If you can't admit to yourself what's going on, then, you know, you go ahead and lie to yourself if you want. Go ahead. You know? The Heat is um, asking their season ticket holders for a 30% increase on ticket prices for next year. So, you know, these are things that if you're a season ticket holder, you're, looking, you're not getting your money's worth. People aren't playing half the games. You don't know who's playing when you get to the arena. You're spending a lot of money to go see the game, and it's a poorly constructed team. You know, I'm sorry. I, I love Riley. I don't want Riley to go anywhere, but I want to tell Riley, yo, brother, you know, you, you've slipped here. You're not making good decisions. You need to get back on track. You can't listen to players anymore. You need to go back to being hard-ass Pat Riley. And that's all I'm saying. Don't want Mickey. I don't want the Arison family to sell the team. I want them to spend more. I want them to be more aggressive. And I certainly want that front office to make way better decisions and stop falling in love with your role players. Go get real stars and don't get broken down old stars like Kyle Lowry because you can't sign anybody else, so you settled for Kyle Lowry. If you can't get Durant, don't go Kyle Lowry, then don't do it. Stay liquid. Get a couple of older veterans for one year to put you off until you can keep the money liquid, and then the next year you get back into it and you try to bring a real superstar here next to Jimmy not Kyle Lowry. You just ruined three years of Butler's run because you signed Kyle Lowry to a deadbeat three-year contract. Well, again, not, I'm not saying that any, anybody should leave the team or anything like that. All I'm saying is I am not satisfied with what the Arison family's done as of late, 
and I'm certainly not satisfied with the front office from the Miami Heat over the last eight, nine years. I think they've done a very mediocre job. And Spo has saved their asses over and over and over and over again. That's all. So some of you, maybe like greater good, can't understand English. But the, the difference was everybody was saying, including myself, the game passed Shula by, he's got to step down. And I, and I said I would never do that with Riley. And I'm not doing that with Riley. But I will say to Riley, yeah, not a good job lately. No, not up to your standard. Not a good job. That's all. So, some of you will understand English. People like greater good may not understand English. Uh, you can still recognize the front office for the amazing work they've done before and still be honest about how they've been the past seven years. Exactly. That's all. That's why I don't want them to go anywhere. They've been phenomenal. Get back to being phenomenal. Lately, you've been pretty mediocre. Let me see. Cutter's Edge Pro, nothing mediocre there. See, that's exceptional. Mike, William, I mean, Will, Will of course, Will, the head of the company, it, it, that's what it, excellence is what it's all about. So when they're done with your business, your HOA, your condominium complex, your home, whatever it is, you're going to have excellence. And your, your, your home, your business is going to be valued a lot more. If the Miami Heat maintain Cutter's Edge Pro's excellence, then they probably would have a couple of more titles over the last couple of years. That's what you get with Cutter's Edge Pro in Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties, folks. 954-472-0622. Save it on that cell phone. 954-472-0622. And let me tell you something. In fact, yes, uh, last night we were, we were you know, out with the dogs out there because it was a nice, cool night. And, uh, and I got Bono and I got Ollie, and they're just rolling around on the artificial turf, having some fun, playing with them. And that's the beauty of the artificial turf, man. They're not picking up any dirt. They're not putting it on their bodies or anything like that. And then they walk into the house. They're not, they're not picking up through their paws or anything like that. It's beautiful. They get to do their business. They go in. It's easy to maintain. You're going to save hundreds and thousands of dollars in the long run because you're no longer watering the lawn all the time. You're not cutting the grass every, what, 10 days in South Florida, 10 days, two weeks. You got to be, think about that. So that means you're cutting your grass like 26 times a year if you do it every two weeks. That's a lot of money that you're saving because you're no longer cutting the grass. And then whether it's you or the dogs or you're walking outside, and by the way, you're going to notice that once you take your landscaping to another level, you're going to find yourself hanging out in that backyard that you pay the mortgage for every month. Now, if you look at that backyard and it's dead and it's got no life and you do nothing to it, take it to another level like we have. We've got trees everywhere, so we got shade. It's nice and cool. The artificial turf is great for the dogs. And by the way, they add this little sand to keep the temperatures down and keep it cool. I mean, it is really easy. It drains very quickly. They do a great job. Call Cutters Edge Pro. Tree trimming, landscape design, outdoor lighting. They do it all. We got the lights that change all the time. So we could do it for Breast Cancer Awareness Month or a Dolphins game or heat colors or panther colors or you name it. I can just switch it around, man. Go check it out, Cutter's Edge Pro. Go to the Instagram page. Check it out there, Cutter's Edge Pro. A absolutely amazing, man. Check it out, cuttersedgepro.com, and tell them that Big O sent you. Call Will or Mike, 954-472-0622 in Dade, Broward, or Palm Beach counties. There you go. Uh, Troy says, oh, been watching the NBA since the mid-'80s. Remember the players playing nearly all the games back then. What's going on with, I don't know, uh, load management crap that they talk about? Uh, to me, it's a whole bunch of bull, okay? You know, you want to miss three, four, five, six games a year. I get it. A little nicks here, get a little rest there, whatever. But this thing about missing, you know, a quarter of the games or more, uh, I'm sorry, that's... You have months to rest. You have an off-season. So that's when you rest. You have your all-star break. That's when you rest. That's it. 
You got plenty of time to get rest. I'm, you know, the coal miner doesn't get a rest. Might get a week vacation. The, the, post, the, the postman doesn't get a rest or the postwoman doesn't get a rest, right? The garbage man doesn't get a rest. They, everybody else gets like a week, maybe two if you're lucky. Most people got to work all year long. They work 50 out of the 52 weeks or 51 out of the 52 weeks. And they're not resting. And they're putting their bodies through hell every single day. And their minds through hell. And guess what? Their careers are a hell of a lot longer than NBA players. I have zero sympathy for athletes. Zero you have the best travel, you have the best hotels, you have the best medicine, you have the best treatment out there. You got everything and anything you can possibly need to get through a season as comfortable as possible. And you have months off. Now you want to get paid a full salary and you want to miss a quarter to a third of the games? No, dude. No. I have zero sympathy for you. The car salesman's got to grind. He or she every single day for 50, 51 weeks out of the 52. Okay? Plenty of you. You got to grind every single day. The cashier that is standing eight hours a day, she's working 51, 50 weeks out of the year. Not fun for her back, not fun for her legs, not fun for her body or him. But they're doing it every day. I have zero sympathy or understanding for athletes. Wear and tear. Get the hell out of here, dude. You got a short career. You're going to make a boatload of money. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. Okay? I feel worse for teachers. Okay? I feel worse for policemen. Not, not only they are putting their lives on the line every single day for shit money. I have no, no sympathy whatsoever for any athlete that is crying like, oh, I'm tired. Get the hell out of here, dude. Get lost. There's a mother that's also an accountant a mother that's a, a firewoman, because uh, I guess you can't call them firemen. Uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying? We got people with dual careers, because if you're a mother, that's a career in itself. And then you're also a teacher. You're also a whatever, a dentist. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have sympathy for athletes Meanwhile, millions of women balance motherhood, wife, and a career. Get the hell out of here. I'm going to have any sympathy for some stinking basketball player or a football player that has to play a certain amount of games a year and has months after to recover. Get out of my face. Devin Jordan, thank you for the love on the super chat. Big O, what's your favorite Michael Jordan memory? Uh, has to be what? Uh, oh, he, oh, okay. Has to be the GOAT. Um, my favorite Michael Jordan memory. Might be the one, the fake baseline on, on Patrick Ewing and then he dunks. That might be it right there. That might be the one. I could go with that one. Obviously, the... The flu game with all the three-point shots, that was big too. But I love that little juke move that he, he does on Ewing and then he, 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 he drives on him and slams on him. Uh, do you know about Shula shooting down Emmett Smith? I don't know. Whatever. I, I don't know what's true or not or whatever. Does it really matter, dude? This is like 40-something years ago. The man is dead. You know, I, I, I don't know, bro. Not 40, but 30-something years ago. I don't know. I have no idea of how true that is and what it is or whatever. Don't know. You know. At this point, does it really matter? What's it gonna change your life? You know, it's 
let it go, dude. That was a long time ago, and you don't even know if it's right or wrong or whatever. Um, Shula did his job. He won, and he brought his championships, and nobody else has done that. So, um, all right, let's get ready for our number two. Manny Navarro ready to go. All right, our Canes where Miami Hurricanes report will start our number two of the Big O Radio Show next. <laughs> 